Welcome to the Infertility Podcast. I'm Candice. And I'm Daniel. Grab a biscuit because we've got the tea on all things infertility. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. This helps others find our podcast and get even more information about coping with infertility. Also, if you'd like to stay up to date with our story, you can follow me on Instagram at Operation Baby Bump. Have a great topic for our podcast? Email us at thevanwades at gmail.com. Hello. Hello. All right. All right, mate. Episode 8. Episode 8. 8. 8. Who's number 8 for Manchester United? One matter. That's who. Oh, Let's not talk about that. So we did a Q&A on Instagram. And if you're a part of that, thanks for writing in. Uh, I really sounded just like Dear Abby just then. You did. And thanks I was also thought you were going to say, like, um, thanks for sliding into my DMs. Yeah, thanks like for sliding in. Well, it's not a DM. It's a comment. Thanks for sliding into my comments. Ooh. So, we'll do those Q&As at the very end of the episode, mm-hmm. and we will just get on. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> what? Oh, wow, wow, just get on. What? We'll just get on with this um, sewed, so. the sewed right now. Yeah, let's do it. If you listen to our podcast regularly, most likely it's because infertility is such a big part of your life. And you listen because you're, well, I hope we provide you with support and um, maybe new information that you haven't had before. Yeah, and entertainment too. They didn't call me at high school the most entertaining man of the year. You didn't even go to high school. No, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have high school in England. He did go to... Secondary school. Secondary school. Yeah. But no one actually called me the most entertaining person. They did say I had the biggest teeth of a human. Yeah. Ever. That is true. Um, I've punched him so many times. And like, no, but do you none remember of the when teeth we... have come out. No, they're broken. rock hard. When we first got together and we were making out, and <laughs> we would accidentally <laughs> clink teeth. <laughs> clink! And you would go, get your walls out of the way. I did call them walls. That's funny. Big old uh, but anyways, um, you know, I think we do a lot of episodes trying to provide you information and support. So we've done, you know, episodes on coping um, as a couple and separately with infertility, information about IVF, uh, endometriosis. We did a whole series on that stuff, in fact, um, major causes of infertility. So we went over PCOS and Asherman's male factor, all of that kind of stuff, and unexplained. Bleh, hate Bleh. that. It's no such thing. That stupid term, unexplained infertility. But look, sometimes you don't want to talk about infertility. Nope. Am I right? A hundred percent. It gets old. I didn't want to talk about it really ever because it's just such. Yeah. A- pain in the arse exactly you definitely literally a pain in the arse for you like stabbing needles in there yeah and i think during the thick of 
infertility treatments, you would be like, how do you spend so much time on Instagram and all you're seeing is fertility related stuff and baby related stuff? Like how, how does that not get old for you? And it did sometimes, but that was my support. So that was really where I spent a lot of my time. I loved being on Instagram because while it was about trying to conceive and IVF and all of that stuff, I got to know a lot of people and it wasn't always about um, trying to conceive. It was about what they were doing on a Friday night or, you know, what their coworker was doing yeah, or, (laughs) you know, things like that. And... I used to see people get annoyed that people were using their TTC account as, you know, posting non-TTC stuff. But I loved that because you have to have... A level of escapism. Yeah, you have to have the balance. And you have to show that life isn't all about it. And you have to really show that part because when you're trying to conceive, your whole world is wrapped up in that. And so when you see other people actually having fun or going out on a Friday night and you just think, man, I, I need to let loose. Yeah, I need to get lit and go <laughs> streaking through the quad. Right. I need to make it not all about this baby making business. Yeah. How was your day today? My day was really boring. I, the days are just starting to drag hmm. I think about 10 15 I was like thinking it was like 2 30 so you've been there two hours over two hours yeah wow but still I just not long left oh man yeah just dragging on and on and on I went you know to Walmart and yeah. had a funny interaction I uh was looking for a flavorful beverage that i could drink uh during what like coke or well i was trying to be a non-fizzy. bit more rooty tooty um, <laughs> what and, does that mean you know like give it a little bit yeah um, like so, spend more than a dollar no 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 no, absolutely not in no. fact the drinks i chose are 52 cents each right so that originally sounds like you yeah it does uh, i was like <laughs> oh should i get a gatorade and then you told me no they're full, full of salt and it's not a good idea. So I was like, eh, I could do about that. So I'm I'm going through like the crystal water drinks, you know? Crystal light? Uh, yeah. And then I didn't I really... have a funny story about crystal light. Carry on. Wait your turn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, so I'm going through these drinks and all of a sudden I see instead of a dollar, which the crystal light ones are, there's yeah. this other brand that's 52 cents, right? Great value brand. No, they're not great value brand. I'll show you afterwards. Yeah. I don't know what brand they are. Um, and I got this really delicious looking one, but I had to really stretch to the back to get the last one. So I'm stretching, and as I pulled it forward, it shot out my hand and hit the floor and exploded. It turns out it was a fizzy drink, and it sprayed me in my face. Like, what? yeah, did I, you get it on you? I haven't got it on me. My trouser leg had it, my pant leg, <laughs> and I'm just like, is it spraying in my face? And I oh. thought, what do you do? I just sat it on the floor and I ran away. Did, nobody was in the aisle and no, saw it? No, I was totally clear. I was on oh. the phone to my mum and we were in hysterics because <laughs> like, 
It's just, it was, it couldn't hit me more perfect in the face. <laughs> and there's just this purple drank just spraying all over the floor. So I saw, eventually I saw someone from Walmart. I said, hey, I just dropped a drink and it's having a little bit of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it went off on one. So ended up buying two of them. Um, I felt guilty. You're wearing a white shirt. I'm glad yeah. it didn't spray all over your shirt. I know. I, and it may that have. that stains. It may have. I, I don't can't. see it. Yeah. I don't know. Wow, that was close. I I got two of them. Wow, that's a good story. Yeah. Do you want to hear my crystal light story? I do. This is, it's embarrassing, but look, we're all TTC women and someday we'll all be parents and someday we'll all probably have to do this very thing. Yeah, we're all adults here. (laughs) When I was a little girl, um, before I knew not to poop in the bathtub. Oh, go on. I pooped in the bathtub and my dad had to scoop out my little poo in a crystal light can. (laughs) A crystal light? What? It was a crystal, you know, like they come in these little canisters and it, I mean, it was just, it was empty. It didn't have the drink in it. Oh, so he didn't finish it off afterwards. No, it just like, it contained the powder packets oh. you know it's like a little canister that contains oh little packets of what the i was getting mix. was not crystal light then no but but back to my story uh, yeah. it's about me now <laughs> yeah. you had your turn <laughs> he just i remember like this is one of my most vivid memories i was probably i don't know three, 21 three or four my brother was a baby so i was three or four yeah and <laughs> have you yeah, ever been tempted to poop in a bathtub since? No, never again. Uh, in friends. fact, he was really mad about it. Like I remember, really? yeah, he Come was on, like, pops. "Candice Lynette, you can't crap in a bathtub." And then he went and got the little thing Man. and scooped it out and dumped it in the toilet. Sorry if you're eating or I don't no, know what right. you're doing it's, right now, you but know, it's all natural. Um, yeah. One of my good funny. mates got a little drunk and uh, pooped in a bathtub once. No water in there. Ew. Just skated all in it. Why? Drunk. <laughs> Did Just... you witness this? No, we found him. He was passed out in the toilet and he'd skated in the... <laughs> Why are you saying skate? <laughs> That's weird. Uh, he'd skated everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have pants on? No, he had taken his pants off and pooped in the bathtub. And he was naked in there. No, he pulled his pants back up. He was all clear. He just, he was passed out on the floor, vomiting in the toilet and pooping the bathtub. All right. I'm really sorry, guys. This has taken a turn for the worse. I won't name him. Let's, let's get back to the episode. So the whole, the whole intro point, all of that to say. Don't poop in the bathtub. No. (laughs) All of that to say about, you know, how we're always talking about infertility. I thought we'd do an episode that was not about infertility. What do you think about that? I love it because it consumes us. I just think we're so much more than that particular season of life. I was thinking about how we go through seasons in our lives and I remember thinking seasons come and go. I think this was right after we lost all of our embryos in the first round. Um, and I just remember thinking this infertility is like not a season. It's, 
like my life because the the years have drug on and on and on. But really, someday you'll look back and realize that infertility was a season. But the thing about it is, is that we are so much more, like we have so much more to our lives than going through that dark season. We well, have passions. Yeah, but you got to think, infertility has now followed you for a quarter of your life. Like That's true. I mean... I mean, our entire marriage, yeah. like pretty much our entire marriage, which is unfortunate because, you know, when we were planning trips and things, we were planning everything around. around it, yeah, yeah, we, I don't think we've ever had a carefree time during our marriage, which really sucks. Yeah. I, I pray that that becomes different when we do have kids. Yeah. But, you know, we all have like hobbies and things that we, you know, interests. We have things that make us happy and our trips around the sun are not just a waste of time, right? No. We've we're so much more than this. So I just thought we could celebrate the beauty of life in this episode. And it is important, even if you're celebrating the small moments, you know, especially when you're going through these difficult times, it's really important to observe those little little things the little things in life it's the right? finer details yeah it keeps you kind of level if you can be going through a dark time and then say wow the sun looks nice today or yeah. you know my hair actually did what i wanted it to today oh there's no acne on my forehead yeah i feel like there were points during treatment when I had just been pretty much crapped on time and time again. And it felt like there was no end. Like I was saying, it just felt like the season was dragging on. And I remember when we lived in Florida, it felt like summer all the time. Yeah. We had winter maybe one month of the year. Like January and February, I remember. Yeah. Being it cold would get. And not like yeah, freezing. Exactly. Yeah. And. I didn't like living in Florida for that very reason because it didn't feel like I was progressing in life. I love seasons. I love when spring turns to summer and when summer turns to fall and fall turns to winter. There would be moments in time when I was going through those difficult times, little moments, and I would just pretty much cling to them desperately because I just thought, wow, that felt good, even if it was for two seconds. Like, I felt peaceful. I felt relaxed. There would be small times, maybe if it was a beautiful day and it was like really sunny and perfect weather and it was like a cool breeze and I'd be walking in this weather and it'd get warmer when you step out into the sun and you'd feel it on your skin and then you'd step back into the shade and you'd feel the breeze and it just felt like you were interacting with nature and that you were here on this earth and your existence mattered, you know? You're making yourself sound like Snow White right now. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm interacting with the animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were there seven dwarfs following you around? <laughs> no, I just mean it's really important. I know it sounds cheesy, but to think of the beautiful things in life, whatever that is to you, Whatever you think is beautiful, 
if it's journaling or if it's, you know, what heroin, is it? Heroin. Like, whatever Heroin. What a beautiful drug. I don't recommend doing that. We are anti-drug. At this time. At this time. <laughs> Later on this evening, we're going to get scagged up to our eyeballs. No. Don't do heroin. Don't listen to Daniel. Don't listen to Candace. Mm. Don't do heroin. What? You were saying do it later on. <gasps> Daniel, I was not. <laughs> Rewind that back, guys, and listen. Whatever, whatever the moment and whatever we find makes ourselves feel alive, I hope that you guys can experience that more often or observe those things more often. And I was hoping that in this episode, Daniel and I could kind of talk about memories that we can pick out from the dark times and things that we can actually appreciate that actually happened that were set apart from the crappy time that we had. So let's talk about our memories. Let's do it. I'll go first. What do you mean you'll go first? Ladies first. One of my favorite memories is when we met. I was lit. You were so cute. Yes. The cutest. I was wearing a waistcoat. The cutest guy I'd ever seen. No. In my life. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And you actually liked me. And I I was like, wow, this is no way. He's, he's way crazy. But that was before all of it started, of course. Who'd have known? So you have no cares in the world when you're falling in love, right? No. And I, I had been disappointed in the past by guys, but I think that when I met you, it was really easy to just fall in love with you. Yeah, and it really is. not worry about getting hurt. I mean... That was kind of crazy, don't you think? Because you lived in another country. I should have definitely been worried about getting hurt. But I wasn't. I just kind of fell in love so easily. I think when you know, you know. Yeah. When you think that there's a risk and the other person has got the same amount to lose as you, then it's easier to kind of relax. Um, You know, we, we were very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky that the cards fell into place like they did. Um, I didn't even were... have to like try and lock you down with a pregnancy. No, because you let's liked face me. it, that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> as we, as we later Isn't found that out. Funny? Uh, yeah. So oh, you could have been, I mean, you could have been trying to trap yeah. me. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny. I can imagine she was in, um, at work talking to her friends i'm gonna trap this guy yeah i'm getting so trapped. i'm just all i gotta do is get him with his pants down and yeah that's that's it yeah you little schmeck away um aye, aye. so yeah i remember us being over the hills in louvre in louvre i remember when you went back home after we met i was on light duty at disney and I was passing out stickers in the park. and. Can you explain what light duty is to people? Light duty is when you're doing some crap job that's not your job. 
and you have to wear a horribly ugly costume that's pleated pants. It was awful. It's basically a mom costume. It was. It was mom pants. It was 80s mom pants with huge pleats. And I was standing out in the park handing out stickers. Little Mickey stickers, right? Yeah. And this family walked by and it was like a blonde-haired woman, a blonde-haired guy, and they had two little kids, a boy and a girl, and they were both white blonde hair and they were just all in their like matching t-shirts and just happy and I was I had just met you and you had just gone home and I just remember thinking I'm gonna have his babies I'm gonna get him trapped yeah I just remember thinking that you were the one and I could see myself having kids with you no I felt and it was weird yeah I had known you for Three days. Three days. Yeah. I think I was still playing my options, you know. I was like, oh, she's cute. You know, I like her a lot. Whatever. Oh, yeah, no. I was totally into <laughs> <laughs> You were totally into oh, this. Oh, totes my goats. Oh, yeah. I haven't said totes my goats in years. Yeah. Another saying. favorite memory of mine is we had Disney annual passes for years and we lived there. We both worked there at a time. And we just used to go to the park all the time. And it just never really got old, did it? No, it really didn't. I think there's so much you can do there. And it feels like the happiest place on earth. It doesn't matter what the weather is. Um, you, It just feels happy all yeah. the time. And it was a good escape. It really was a good escape. I think... When we moved to South Carolina, that's when we got our annual passes, and we live about six hours from Disney now, so we would just take off on a weekend, go down there, play around, and it was, it was nice to be removed for just two days, even if it's just two days. So, Disney is special to us. We haven't been back in quite a while. Yeah, how many years has it been? I don't remember. Canceled our passes. When, it's been like the last three time, years. The last time you went there was with Kennedy. Yeah. Another memory I like is when we built our house in Texas. Man, I love that house. I know that eventually that became a source of pain for us. Um, but when we were building our house in Texas... It was really exciting. It really was. We thought, we're going to build this big old house. We had four bedrooms. We had an office. We had this big upstairs, like, bonus space that we were going to turn into, like, this home theater. And we were going to watch movies every weekend with our kids and fill all the rooms with kids. And eventually, you know, it became clear that that was not happening And Mm -hmm. that was depressing eventually. But in the beginning, it's important to note that there was an excitement there. Yeah. There really was. And I'm not going to let infertility take those things away from me and kind of paint over everything else that's happened to us. Yeah, I love that house. I have so many good memories there. 
it's still, in my opinion, the most comfortable toilet I've ever owned in my life. <laughs> Every single toilet has not compared nowhere near to the one we had in that house. There was such good clearance. The seat was comfortable. <laughs> um, it was just a fantastic toilet. And then not to mention clearance. a huge shower. Yeah, you know, for your, your sausage and beans. <laughs> and like, so when it was so nice to just oh have such God. a big shower and a big bathtub. I had oh, a big garden bathtub. tub. I took baths all the time i was obsessed i would watch my crime shows in the bathtub i would prop up um i'd bring a chair in put a little um put my laptop on it light a candle light a candle watch my crime shows one time we both got in the bathtub and ate chinese food together do you remember that that was good chinese food no, we it wasn't, it wasn't bit, good Chinese food. <laughs> we were a little bit uncomfortable, but yeah. we were committed to it. We now, were like, now I want Chinese food. We've we've already started eating. Let's let's finish yeah, our food. Yeah, you're right. Um, but that's what adulting's all about, guys. Yeah. If you want to sit in the bathtub with your husband and eat Chinese food, that's that's what you can do you when do you're it. an adult. You, you get it. to do stuff like that. I had some funny things happen there. Like I was edging the grass once and my edger broke down. And I'd sit down and fix it and I'd managed to sit in a pile of red ants. That's and not funny. It was funny afterwards. They gnawed <laughs> on me a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, what else happened? Um, oh, I bought this golf thing where you could go into the backyard and you could hit this ball, but it was attached. So it would just spin round. So you could hit it and you'd never lose your ball. Well, I, the first time I hit it, I managed to smash it off and it flew off into someone else's yard. And oh, nice. Yeah, my younger brother was there, Justin. You know him. Yeah, I know and, him. Um, Good guy. We, were just, we both looked at each other as if to say, have I broken anything <laughs> in someone's window? But we didn't. Uh, we ran inside like kids that just kicked a ball over the fence. It was pretty funny. Good times. I would, if I won, like, oodles of cash, I'd buy that house back. Why? Just, yeah, why? I would. You know, I'd just buy it. Why? I'm never living there again. No, but it would be nice to own. Mm, you know, it's no. where it all started for us. Yeah, no. Alright, well, it's not your money. I'm the millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? If I'm married to a millionaire... No, 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 no. I mean in my imaginary world. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alright. I've also got. Let me know when you really become a millionaire so I can benefit from that. Yeah, we'll see. What else have we done that we've loved? Traveled. Traveled. Done a bit of traveling. We've been to France, Austria. Yes. Although I need a redo for France because I went with four boys and. I don't want to talk about France. I just... <laughs> everything about France grinds my gears. We... <laughs> Can you just wait until our daughter is like 18? And we drove from Dover. Well, we drove from Mum's house to Dover. To Dover. To got on the ferry. Drove from Calais to Paris. central Paris to the airport. The whole thing took about six hours traveling. And then we got on a train to go into central Paris, like into Paris proper. And we, I guess, got off too early because we didn't... All the signs were in French. There's nothing in English there because they're 
pompous windbags. Sorry if you're French. No, I'm not sorry. But they are. They they do not speak English to anyone. To they be fair, can. We, we could learn French, but yeah, but they can speaking. But you're in Paris and you're in a tourist destination, and I get it. I was trying. I was trying. I was like, bonjour. You know, I was trying. Yeah. You're also wearing a red beret. I was wearing a red beret and a black and white striped shirt. Still one of the most embarrassing a... things ever. It was... Uh... Red beret, black and white striped shirt. I was like, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> it's like so American. It doesn't matter. That's That was my vacation. I can yeah. wear the whatever the freak I want. But just so we're clear, we're not going back to Paris. You can go with my daughter. Uh, Anyways, in, in. back to my story. Yeah. We walked three miles to the Eiffel Tower. We did see some good sights on the way, though. Well. Architecture. We didn't get to stop and do anything. We literally got off the train, walked to the Eiffel Tower. I got some French fries and... A waffle at the Eiffel Tower, and this bird bastard flew and knocked my fries out of my hands. Bird bastard. (laughs) I almost cried because on our way to the Eiffel Tower, we were all looking for like a McDonald's or something to eat, something. Like we were starving, and then it started raining. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do, because you, you are the most fussy eater. We went around past yeah. about a hundred things. We went into this little bakery place. Well, they have them all over the place. And Daniel got a cheese and tomato baguette. Yep. And I asked them, can I have just a cheese baguette? Like, can you take the tomatoes off? And no. they refused to do it. They literally, it's like less work yeah. to put to they not put the tomatoes on it. They weren't making any more. They, they were just, already selling what was in the window. Yeah, they wouldn't do like, it, uh, and they were rude. On so, reflection, we should have just taken the tomato off ourselves. Yeah, but I, I tried yours, and I didn't even like that cheese that was on it anyway. It was all right. Was but anyway, I almost cried because I was so hungry, and I wanted those french fries and the waffle. Yeah. So I ended up just eating the waffle. And then, to conclude my story about Paris, we walked back to the train station. Yeah. We didn't have car. to go three we miles yeah, that time. We just got on the train. It. That's all we did. Yeah. We walked to the Eiffel Tower. We walked back. It was always going to be a day trip. Yeah, but next time I want to actually see things. I want to go up in the Eiffel Tower. I want to see it at night when it's all lit up. Blah, 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 blah. I don't like. No. I I will never set foot in Paris again. It's my least favorite city. Yes, on you will. Earth. I will not. Yes, you will. I I've Good been night. there. Yes, you will. Night, I've night, been night, there. Night, I've night. done that. I would like you to take our kids and maybe like my mama go or we something. We will go on family trips. But to Paris? Yeah. We Could we will. go see something better? New Zealand. I would love to go to Venice. Okay, we can do Venice. It stinks apparently, but I'd love to go there. We went to uh, Salzburg, Austria. That was cool. That was beautiful. We Bloody went to, gorgeous. Um, we didn't do a tour or anything, but we did look. We did see some of the Sound of Music sites, which cool. was really exciting because I I loved that movie growing up. It's a great movie. Um, and there's this picture of me. I was doing the whole, um, you know, when she's like goes up the. 
staircase and she's like, Do re mi fa sol la di do. And she like points up in the sky. Um, I did that little pose and Daniel took the picture and there's clearly a guy behind me like staring at my butt. Like <laughs> clear as day. Uh, winning. Yeah, you do have a cute butt. Yeah, not not really. It's more of a square now. No, it isn't. Back then, I was much thinner, and um, I probably did have a cute butt back then. But anyway, that maybe I'll make that our cover photo because that's a really funny picture. What a cute butt! <laughs> not huh? my cute butt. Oh. Huh. Uh, that same trip we went to Dachau, Germany. And we went to see the Dachau concentration camp. Now, Hitler is pretty much most of the reason why I went into psychology. The guy's a bastard. It, it just fascinates me. Um, conformity is just an insane concept, especially on that kind of a level. But um, I have always really been fascinated with World War II and the Holocaust, and I really wanted to see a concentration camp. So I was really happy to do that, and Mom came with us to do that. that it was, was a cool trip. very eerie. Very eerie. Quiet. It, it was still, so quiet. It still smelled a little bit of like, there was like a strange odor. You just walked in and you thought to yourselves, like, so many people died here. I'm mm-hmm. standing where they died. Anyway, sorry to bring bring it down. but I, th- um, I think the most fascinating thing about that place was we were in the canteen, I guess, where they ate. And on the wall, in big, bold letters, it said... No smoking, please. And you were like, well, were they allowed to smoke when they were here? And no, it was just the German soldiers put it up there to even more break their will. Right? Yeah. You, you, even if you could smoke, you can't. Yeah. And like that sort of psychological warfare is what made that entire uh, genocide one of the most cruel on earth. Yeah, there's a really great book called um, Man's Search for Meaning. Really, really good book. It's about a psychologist who was in the concentration camp and survived. But the, like you said, the psychological things they would do to them mm. were, I would have just, I would have just tried to jump the fence and let them kill me because I, I, I don't think I could have handled the torture. The, yeah. Just the constant torture. I would just be like, just kill me. Like, just shoot me in the head. Like, yeah. I'm it, done. Get it over with. Yeah, yeah it's for real. It's terrifying. Jesus, take me home. Yeah, yeah. Just atrocities. The human race is terrible. Yeah. Now let's shift gears and go to something lighter. Yes, mass lighter. murder. Let's go to... <laughs> A lighter memory. So New York was probably... My most recent favorite memory. Oh, for sure. I think. Which tells you how much of a freaking roller coaster it's been through. You had surgery. Like... I had surgery. I think it was cool because, well, first of all, we got there a couple of days early, so we were able to do some sightseeing. But we have not been since our honeymoon in 2010, so nine years ago. 
we have not been on a vacation, just the two of us. No. I mean, we've been to England. We've been to England. We've been to Texas. We've traveled together, but we've been with family Mm -hmm. every single time. And to have something that was just like the two of us, you know, getting on a plane, going. Exploring. Exploring. I also think that we were so excited to get the surgery done. Yeah, it was really weird. It was really weird. Like, I was so excited like the night to have before. surgery. Yeah, like, instead of being super nervous. I mean, I was doing bowel prep, and yeah, that wasn't but... fun, but I was literally so excited. For one, I love anesthesia. If you have listened to any of our podcasts, you know that I love anesthesia. It's my it's boyfriend. It's beautiful nap. I love it. And so, I just knew I was going to take a delicious nap. Delicious. They were going to take out all the endometriosis, yeah. if there was any in there, which we weren't sure, but we no. were pretty sure it was there. And I just remember afterward when they said, when you said it was endometriosis, yeah. I remember feeling like, yes, because they got it. Like yeah. they found it, they got it, and we can just move forward. And it felt like an answer. Like, it's the first time. It was the first time, you know, after all this unexplained infertility crap that someone gave us what we've just been begging for for years. An answer. An answer and a solution. Yeah. And so... Someone took responsibility for it. And yeah. we've dealt with such idiots who are scared to, you know, make a judgment call. and yeah. Like, finding a clinic where they are actually professional and skilled in finding exactly what causes their un, um, undiagnosable infertility was awesome. So I get it. It was super exciting being in New York. Plus, yeah. it snowed. It snowed. It was, like, magical. We got to explore. We ate, like, pizza and pasta at a proper Italian <laughs> New York place, you know? Yeah. And what else did we do? Like... We went up the One World oh, Trade Center, which was cool. Um, and a bit emotional. Hugely emotional, because you're, you're standing in the location of where... Or close to the location where 4,000 people lost their life. Why do we go to where people die? It's just... I think it makes you a better human being yeah, to I understand mean, atrocities. It, yeah, of course. And you honor people by visiting, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, like, if any of their souls are still there and they're walking around as ghosts, they probably enjoy the company. Yeah, so. they probably do. And they're like, all these people are here to see me. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. We're you, here for you. You were awesome. You didn't deserve yeah, this. So. Totally. New York City will always be one of my favorite places. And I Which can't... Which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Because I hated New York City. Man, you hated it. I had a really bad experience there once. Um, pretty traumatic, I would say. And I had just always hated New York City. And I never wanted to go there. Daniel had all, had been. Yeah. I love the city. And he liked it and wanted to go back. And I was always just like, no, I'm not going to that place. But 
for what's happened to us and the hope and the renewed future that it gave us Mm -hmm. and what that place means to us now I it will always be yeah one of my favorite places we'll absolutely take our kids there one day and just be like 100 percent. this place is the reason why you're here yeah you are alive because of the experts here like thank god for them yeah so i think that's my most recent fave what do you think no a hundred percent i had such a blast um the weirdest vacation ever it's also cool we went to charlotte recently and i know that's not exactly traveling but yeah we did things and you know sorry that was an exhausting trip it it was but sorry (laughs) if this is sensitive for some people but we did things that we never thought we were going to do yeah like we shopped for things that we never thought we'd shop for. Yeah. And it it was just thoroughly exciting and uh, exhausting, but uh, it was like just unbelievable. It felt like I was in a virtual reality machine. Yeah, it did. See, you know, life is good at times. I mean, I know it's really hard, and there's a lot of people out there going through other things that are. You know, they're taking care of a loved one who's dying or they have cancer or they're taking care of someone who has cancer or, you know, they're going through a divorce or, you know, they've lost a child. Even lost a pet. Anything. Even lost a pet. Life is so unpredictable and it's so harsh. It's fragile. It's fragile and it's short and it's so important to go wow, I today was a good day. Yeah, find those small victories. If you've never seen About Time, the movie About Time, please, I'm begging you. Great That's movie. your homework. Yeah. Please just consider that as a part of this podcast episode. Please watch it. It's on Netflix, I think, now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Go watch it. About please. Time. What are you waiting for if you have not seen it? It is... It will make you just feel good about life and good. And I think it will kind of open your perspective to to treat every day like for what it is and see the beauty in every single day, no matter what kind of day it is, you know? Yeah. So please go watch that movie. It's amazing. It's like my favorite movie ever. It's amazing. So, I hope you enjoyed our episode that was kind of not about infertility. But now, I thought we would do some questions and answers. Questions and answers. Just a little warning here. Some of these are about pregnancy. And I will save those till the end and I will let you know when we're about to go into those questions. Cool. First question... Is, is um, Daniel, where do you think Manchester United will finish in the Premier League? That's actually not on. It's a great question. I would say top four. Next question. Um, (laughs) How did you guys meet and why America and not England to live? Hmm. Hmm. Well, um, it was the worst winter in the history of records. Well, let's answer the first part of the question. How did we meet? Refer to season one, episode one. Yeah. And you will know how we met. 
short the short story, the Spark Notes version, Cliff Notes, either way. <laughs> we met out on a night out yeah, in clubs. Orlando, Florida, and he was looking, he was liking, I was also looking and liking, and we fell in love immediately. We fell in love in the And why not England to live? Well, because America is the greatest country of all time. I don't disagree. Um, America's just the greatest country. I mean, I'm sorry if you live in England. I love England. I love going back there. When I go back there, it feels like home. I lived there for six months when we were dating and got engaged. And someday... Our dream is to have a flat there and kind of split our time there. So live there maybe in the summers, the spring and the summer, and then live in America half the time. That's just one of our dreams. But as far as living there now or living there when we got married, I feel like there was more opportunity for us in America, like more... But that's not the the reason we chose to live in America. The reason we chose to well, live in America is because you couldn't adjust to England. Well, it's not. I think I could have eventually. I think now, if 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 we for some reason if you got a really amazing job offer there, and we had to relocate, I could definitely yeah. do it now. But you could. when yeah. we when I lived there, we lived you've never in. Left the con- you've never left the country either. You'd only ever lived in America. Yes, but also the circumstances were such that we lived in a garage flat. We had a toilet and a sink. We did not have a tub or a shower. And we had to go... Into um, the main house. Either into the main house when they were home. Or we had to walk down the street to Daniel's mom's house and, and bathe. We didn't have a kitchen, so we were eating takeaways every night. I was eating ice cream a lot. <laughs> because yeah, I, I still was... I still don't think you you no, arrived think, in I December think, and no, it here's was what freezing. I, think. I know it was really cold and I had I pretty much had season, seasonal depression, but I will say that had we had a more and in the garage flat was comfortable. I don't want to say it wasn't comfortable. I just think if we would have had the resources like a, you know, we weren't going down the road to bathe and stuff. Like, that's a hard way to live. It made me feel like I was going back in time and living. Yeah, but we saved a lot of money in the and olden it was the, days. It was the, we did. The correct thing to do. So, I, I think my first introduction to England probably wasn't the greatest, especially since Daniel said there was a, it was the coldest winter in 30 years and it was so cold. In, uh, England, I do love you. I really do. But it was very easy to make a decision about America. And you didn't fight me at all about that, did you? No, I mean, I love England and um, everything about it. Yeah, it's lovely, but uh, no, it just wasn't a sensible move. So. Yeah. All right. What is each of your go-to treats? Hmm. These days, it's ice cream sandwiches. Specifically, Oreo Oreo ice cream sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah, but really, I like, I love snow cones. 
I like ice cream. I like cold, icy things. I think that's my treat. I like frozen yogurt and stuff like that. Daniel, I can tell. I can answer for Daniel. He just loves everything sweet. Candy specifically. I like Cadbury's. I like Galaxy chocolate. Um, Cadbury's cream eggs are really finding a special way into my heart lately. <laughs> um, Cadbury's mini eggs. Uh, any like British candy, basically. There's certain American candy that I'll eat, but it's just it's not made the same. It misses the main ingredient, which is for milk chocolate is milk. They don't have milk in the milk chocolate here, so when you've yeah, your your sweets are much better than ours. Yeah, and and England. I get it. it. Like if you put um like a piece of Cadbury's bought in a store here versus a bit of Cadbury's bought in a store in the UK, it doesn't even taste like the same thing. However, I will say over the past year or so, Hershey's, who makes Cadbury's chocolate in the United States, have done a really good job of improving their recipe. So yeah, it's not as good, but if you really have to have Cadbury's, it's worth having a little bit of a bit. Yeah. So that that question was from Celeste, and she also asked when we're coming to Australia. She lives in Australia. Oh, well, she knows what real Cadbury's taste like then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do they get real Cadbury's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the answer to that is we'd love to come to Australia someday. Might. But also... I'm scared of Australia because you'll have like the most deadliest nah. creatures. Nah, I think that's like an the, exaggeration. Nah. Yeah. They have the most deadliest spiders and snakes and jellyfish and yeah. like all their things are like could kill you. Yeah. Does I wonder if Celeste knows who Rolf Harris is? I feel like Who's she that? would. He's like this American, um, like kids Rolf? TV. Rolf Harris. Time a kangaroo down. Sport. <laughs> Time a kangaroo down, and um, if you, you just were... said he was American. No, I said Australian. I'm in Australia. Oh, yeah, Australian. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's been in a bit of trouble with the law lately. We'll we'll see. We'll yeah. see when we can make it there. That's a pretty long flight. Just keep so. Rolf Harris away from yeah. me. <laughs> uh, the next question is: Have you thought about being an IVF aide, like an advocate? You'd be great. I have not. Um, I think that question was for me. But let's and, talk about me. Um, um, I have, yes, the, the answer is yes. I have thought about doing something to advocate for other people. Actually, I've talked about this before, but I, I, got, I got a degree in psychology. And my plan was to pursue a PhD in psychology. Um my plans have since changed a little bit and now I'm thinking just pursuing a master's um, in social work and psychology and I think that my calling really is to help women with infertility in either through counseling or through working with clinics to try and find better mental health resources for women going through IVF. But yes, I, my purpose in life has pretty much been made extremely clear. I think that there's such a gap in, I mean, you go into the IVF process and you're on your own. You have your doctor, but that's it. 
Like they're telling you what to do medically, but you don't have someone pretty much walking alongside you. And I think that it would be great to have some kind of resource in the clinic. So yes, I would love to advocate for people going through IVF and um, other fertility treatments and IV and infertility. Okay, now for the, there's a couple pregnancy questions that we chose. So if you'd like to stop listening yeah, now. You're welcome to shut us off. Shut we us off. We won't even know. We're going to go silent for three seconds. Ready? Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so the question is, uh, did do you find pregnancy after infertility issues and loss to be difficult slash anxious? Yes. Yes. Anxious, um, especially. Actually, I will save most of my answer for the pregnancy after infertility episode that I will be doing probably next week, maybe in a couple of weeks, depending on how that shakes out. I am going to be speaking with a beautiful girl named Arden, who's also experienced. Oh, I like that name. Yeah, she um, has had multiple miscarriages and she is now pregnant um, and getting farther along in the safe zone and so we are going to have a chat about pregnancy after infertility but did you say Arden? Arden. Arden. Yeah. Oh I like that as well. Yeah. (laughs) You liked it when it was Arden and. Yeah it's like Greek. Okay. Yeah. Well, the short answer of that question is yes, it's extraordinarily. it's extraordinarily difficult, I would say. I haven't complained about, I mean, of course, there are ailments with pregnancy, but I think the, the worst part about it was the anxiety in the first trimester. Everything else, like, like it completely overshadowed the morning sickness and all of that. Um, so, yeah, it's been... It was really hard in the beginning. I think it's much better now. Question. Are you guys going on a baby moon? You know, I always said I don't need a baby moon because I feel like we've been married for nine years. And I feel like we've traveled a lot. We've spent our whole marriage on a baby moon, you know. And the one thing we've always wanted is to have kids. And so... I feel like people go on baby moons because they're like, this is our last opportunity to have a vacation without kids and it's just the two of us. But really, Daniel and I have wanted it to be more than the two of us for so many years. But recently, I've really been wanting to go on a baby moon, not just like to be, you know, celebrate our last couple of months alone, but... I need a vacation. (laughs) Like I really, I just really want to relax. I feel like there's so much to do here all the time. There's, I mean, we're sitting in this, uh, what was our guest room and is going to be the nursery and there's boxes and there's piles of stuff. And I feel like when I'm home, I try to be productive and I'm constantly doing something, but it wears me out. So So to answer that question, yes. Um, but we don't know where. So if you can think of anywhere that is within driving distance yeah. of Charleston, we want to just maybe drive a little. Yeah. 
But we're open to suggestions. We want to relax. We don't want to sightsee other than maybe going downtown to walk around a village or something. Um, But yeah, we're open to suggestions. We're thinking Hilton Head or maybe Kiowa. Something like that. Yeah. I don't don't know, but we're open to suggestions. Please throw them in. Yeah. All right. Next question. Theoretically, how far apart do you want your kids? Uh, Three months. (laughs) We want, we want Easy, to tiger. Yeah, slow down, girl. We um, want to jump straight back on. Yeah, we do. We want our kids pretty close together. I, I always said I wanted my kids spaced out, but I'm almost a hundred years old now. One oh six. And so I think once we have this one, we've waited for so long to have this one. It's like, why are we waiting to have another one? Let's get it done. Um, a lot of that reason is like, I don't want my endometriosis to come back and then have to have another surgery. Yeah. Um, so we kind of want to try pretty much as soon as I'm cleared to get pregnant again would be yeah cool. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully close together. But you know what? As we know, life has other plans sometimes and we will be thankful for what we get yeah all right last question what are you looking forward to most about being a mom i'm looking most forward to just watching our kids develop and watching what kind of personality they come up with and instilling values into them I think that is so important to teach them patience Mm -hmm. teach them how to treat people right teach them how to be kind to people how to wait their turn in line and just the simple things for me it is nibbling their fingers and toes (laughs) I cannot wait to give them a nibble but no seriously your answer was spot on. I can't wait to teach them the values of how to be a decent human. And I can't wait to see her be magnificent. I think she's yeah. going to end up being one of those people who does something amazing. Um, yeah, because... and be thankful for things. Yeah. I just, Daniel and I had very similar upbringings in that we didn't get just new stuff all the time. Uh-huh. Like we got, we got a small gift on our birthday and at Christmas, and we were just like, wow, you know, we were so blown away by whatever it was that we got, and so I think it's important, I I really hope that, like, we don't have iPads, (laughs) I hope that our kids are not constantly on an iPad, I hope that we can teach them to play with real toys, or read a book, and, um, you know, sit still in a restaurant and things like that that we did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, restaurant. Well, restaurant. <laughs> As if I got to go to a restaurant. I'm thinking of my sister, really, because my sister yeah. was born, like I said, when I was older. And she was just like, she just had the same rules we did in the beginning. Yeah. She doesn't anymore. But, um, you know, she was really quiet, just sat there in the restaurant. But, yeah, I think. It's important to raise up a new generation of kind people because 
the generation that's coming up now is just they're just a bunch of crap holes. They're a pain in the ass. They're just they're just a bunch of crap. Nah, so they're all right, they're all right. And that's sad because they're gonna be teaching our children, which yeah. makes me wanna just homeschool. Vomit. <laughs> yeah. So we've rambled on enough, I think. This episode is gonna be pretty long, but Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Keep those questions coming. I love answering questions. And uh, if you're still listening, hang in there. Keep fighting the good fight. And eventually you'll, uh, you'll get your dreams. Keep going. Just you keep will. going. You'll get there. You will get there no matter if which way you get there. we can do it. Yeah, if we can get there, can. anybody can. And we can't wait to celebrate with you when that time comes. Yes. So thanks for listening, guys. I'm Candice. And I'm Daniel. No, no. No, no. Night. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.